You can blow them out now, everybody. If you would hand them over to the aisles, that would be great. Y'all missed my uh, singing opportunity. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, we just want to welcome everybody. Thank you for coming uh, to worship with us on Christmas Eve. Uh, this is our regular church service. We let everybody sleep in on Christmas. Merry Christmas, yeah. everybody. And uh, we just want to welcome you if you are here for maybe the very first time or just new around here or haven't been around for a while. We would love to connect with you in a couple of ways. Yeah. So if you're watching online, thank you for tuning in. Welcome. And uh, even here in the room, you could text uh, hello to the number on the screen and it would give you a way for us to connect with you. But if you're in the room, uh, there are connect cards in the seat pocket in front of you. We'd love you to take a minute if you're new around here. Fill that Connect card out. Bring it out to VIP Central. We have, um, we have a gift especially for all of our first-time guests. And, uh, and then uh, and we, would, we would love to meet you, have the opportunity just to see you for a moment. Also on that Connect card, if you have a prayer request of any kind, we are a praying yes. church. Yes. And we would love to stand in agreement with you and pray. So you can put that on the Connect card as well. And so now we're going to enter into a time of worship with our tithes and our offerings because this is our regular Sunday services. Yep. What we normally do is receive our tithes and our offerings. And you know, I had this thought that at this time of year, we begin to recognize, I think we remember, and I think it comes into our hearts and our heads that God is the most generous yeah. God, yeah. that he made the first move toward us, and it so demonstrated the heart of our God, and that was that heart of generosity, that he truly gave up his son, which was his first and his best. Are you glad for that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is why we can gather tonight, because he gave up his first and his best. And so God is such a generous God. He gave all for us. And so I truly believe within my heart that a response then needs to come from us. And one of those ways is that we respond with our giving, that we are generous back toward him. And so today we're going to yeah. be receiving our tithes and our offerings in just a way of showing God, you've been generous to us. Now we're generous to you. And we're asking that our church family participate in this. And if you're a guest, we'd love to have you participate in it also. Absolutely. Yeah, we've had a, a great year during this Christmas season. We've been able to bless uh, quite a few people. And, and you know, that that's what real living is about. Real living is not just what you get. Real living is about what you give yes. and what flows right. through you. And so yeah. uh, in this Christmas season, uh, we discovered that there were several kids down at Sand Hill School, the elementary school right down the road that were not, didn't have enough food to eat. Right. And so there's a program there at the school, and we sponsored that program, and our church gave generously, and you can be a part of that. Uh, we are digging a freshwater well. We've done it every Christmas, sometimes two or three. This yeah. year we're going to, to Guatemala, and uh, in really, freshwater is the first step yes. out of poverty for sure any is. people group. So we're doing that as a church family. We're do, continuing our work in Nicaragua, and even this year, just your investment in, in what's happening for our church, we've seen 1,100 people give their lives to Christ yeah. this year in church, and um, we're just excited about that. Yeah. 
So all of us get to play a part in that and helping make that happen. So our ushers are going to come forward in just a moment to receive tithe, receive offering. It is a moment of worship. There's also giving instructions on the screen. If you'd like to maybe uh, go online or text give or whatever, there's a number of ways you can be involved. But I just want to encourage you, this is the season, right, to be generous and to be generous back to God is an incredible thing. So ushers are coming right now. I want you to check out the next big thing. We are just one week away from a brand new year, and we want to start the new year strong with 10 days of prayer starting on January 15th. During our 10 days of prayer, we're going to have two mega worships on January 17th and the 24th. These mega worships are going to be powerful nights of prayer and worship. We're coming together as a church family. We're going to take communion. You do not want to miss this prayer season in the life of our church. Also, the year is not over yet. We still have New Year's Eve service here at the Rock Church on Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15. This is going to be a great day. We're going to have a photo op. We're going to have a special treat, an amazing message. You do not want to miss it. Let's end the year strong.
rest you, married gentlemen. You already knew this wasn't your mama's church anyway, right? So, uh, <laughs> from silent night to that in about three minutes, welcome to the Rock Church. Hey, you know, one thing about uh, Christmas time is uh, it's just all full of tradition, isn't it? Everybody has their things, they just kind of repeat uh, Christmas time traditions that they have. Uh, I'm sure you probably have your favorite Christmas movie. Anybody have a favorite Christmas movie? Anybody at all, okay? On the count of three, I want you to tell me what is your favorite Christmas movie? One, two, three. Mine too, mine too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Who said die hard? Yeah. You know, uh, all of us have these kind of things that go on in our, in our Christmas world. Uh, some people are fully into the tree has to be all one color light, and some people the tree has to be multicolored lights that move all over the place. Uh, some people are really into having a real tree, and some people are really into having an artificial tree. Who's the real tree people? The, come on, you just hold fast to it. That's because you're not old enough yet. Soon you will get tired of all those leaves on the ground. Uh, and, then, and then everybody has their, their favorite Christmas food, right? Things that you just have to have on Christmas Day. And this is where we really separate the sheep from the goats uh, on this one. Because what I want to know is, is who really loves jellied cranberry sauce? And who, what heathens... Love the chunky cranberry sauce. I'm glad you're here. This is your moment to get things right. And, and, then, uh, and then we've, I always grew up with this tradition is that we were not allowed to open any presents on Christmas Eve. And, uh, and we had to do it all on Christmas morning. Anybody going to open a present tonight? Let me just see. Let me see your hands. A, a handful of you. Uh, I, we've always been open it on Christmas morning only. And, and the truth is, I think it's actually saved my marriage that Suzette was raised the same way. And so we, we have always opened up our presents all, on Christmas morning. And I remember as kids, uh, we used to try to sneak out on Christmas night. Anybody remember doing that? You know, all the, all the stuff is out there. And, uh, or, or then we would snoop around uh, before Christmas to see if we could find our presents, dig around in our parents' closet, right? And, uh, and, and, and the truth is, as I got older, I began to discover something about my parents because I always thought they were hiding presents from me but I soon discovered as I began to get older and I began to have kids and get presents for them that they weren't hiding presents from me, they were hiding presents for me. And I just want to say to you guys tonight, uh, we're reaching the end of a year and uh, we're, we're about ready to enter into a brand new year. And I just want to remind some of us today that God is not hiding good things from you. He's hiding good things for you. God has good things in store for you in 2018. Anybody believe that? Come on. 
Psalm 31, 19 says this, How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you have wrought for those who take refuge in you before the sons of men. And I just want to announce to you, uh, I think, you know, Christmas time is a great time to pause and remember uh, the good things that God has for us. But God has good things in his heart for you for 2018. And I realize that for a lot of us, uh, 2017 may have been a rough year. Uh, there may have been things that didn't actually go your way uh, in 2017 and things you hoped for or things you, you thought were going to come to pass and maybe they didn't work out quite the way you wanted. But I just I want us to know that you can never doubt that God has good things. No matter what 2017 held, don't ever doubt that God has good things in store for you in 2018. And I was thinking about this idea uh, a couple of days ago. You know, as you get to the end of a year, uh, you start to think about, you know, what, what this past year held and what the next year will hold. And I was thinking about the ideas of, of what was, what is, and what is to come. What, what was, and here's what I know is true. You got to learn how to let go of what was. You know, even if what was was good, you still have to enjoy it, remember the memories, but you're going to have to let it go because good things happened, but that doesn't mean they're always going to happen. There are times where bad things take place. But I want us to encourage us and remember this, that whether it was good, whether it was bad, it's over now, and a new year is in front of you with good things in store from God. So quit living in, in the past. Don't relive your past. Don't rehearse your past over and over again. Don't rehash it over and over because all of us have to realize that eventually everything reaches an end. Every chapter reaches an end. And maybe there are things for you that are the end of a cycle, and it's time to just say, you know what, it's time to move on with my life. Maybe it's the end of a season for you. Maybe we have to realize this, that the old often has to die off to give way to new life. Every year, we have, we have a pretty good-sized garden around our house, and every year, we have uh, gardeners that come and help us, and they trim back all the old stuff so the new stuff can come. We're not getting rid of things, we're actually making room for the new. And that's what Jesus taught, is that unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it never actually becomes what it was intended to be. So you might just have to go, you know what, 2017 is over, thank God. <laughs> and, and 2018 is ahead with lots of good things in store from God. And then I think sometimes you have to stop and remember what is. What is, is. I know that's deep. I'll just give you a minute to think about it. But yeah, I think often we just have to realize that we got to deal with what is. Not what you want it to be, not what you wish it could be, but what it really is. Not even what used to be. And you need to go with right now. Be grateful now right? You wanted to get married. Be grateful now. <laughs> Just stare straight ahead. No elbows, nothing. 
You wanted to have kids. <laughs> You're going, hmm, was that really a good decision? There are, there are, there literally are billions of people on the planet that would trade places with you in a moment. And I think to actually stop, I have to do this for myself all the time, to actually stop and go, God, what are you actually doing right now in my life? Because that's what I want to be grateful for. Not get so focused on what I want him to do, but get focused on what he is doing in my life. So your current situation is simply your launch point. What is? Hey, we got to live in the now. You got to be grateful for the now. If you're not grateful for what, with what you have, you're not going to be grateful for what you get. And then to, I think looking ahead to what is to come. Are there good things that are coming? Are we looking for good things? Because here's what I know about vision. I, I have always felt like I have tons of vision and in looking into the future. But what I've recognized is that the way vision looks in your head and the way it comes out isn't always the same. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You envision something to be a certain way, but it came out in a different way. Guess what? That's what everybody on the planet experiences. It comes out looking different than you first thought it was going to be. So I want to encourage you as you look into 2018 to stay flexible as you look to the future. You don't know all the variables. I can promise you this about 2018. The future is full of abundance. The future is full of goodness. The future is bigger than now. The future is bigger than the past because God is in charge of the future. And sometimes you have to adapt yourself to a bigger future, to a, a bigger picture. Your, your role in the future may have to adjust to fit into a bigger picture. You might have been the center of the picture before, but the truth is the picture might be getting bigger. That's what God wants to do. And we get to adjust ourselves to find our life in a bigger future. I, I think it was a year or two ago as we were going through the Christmas season, it was just, it became such a reality to me to recognize that the Christmas story is all about Jesus. And the truth is, the whole story on planet Earth is about Jesus. Often we think the story is about us and God is helping us live out our story, but the reality is the whole story is about Jesus. And when I find myself in that story, I'm going to live a much bigger and greater story. We all get in trouble when we keep insisting that the future adapt to what we've become used to. Instead of adapting ourselves to the good things that God wants to put into our life. And so there's a piece of the Christmas story that I want to take a minute and just look at about how can you see the good things that God has hidden for you. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, this is familiar probably to all of us, but it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, uh, magi from the east, what we would call the three wise men, but the Bible never really says there are three wise men. But Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? 
For we saw his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was very troubled. He, all Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered together all the chief priests, the scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what's been written by the prophet, you, Bethlehem, land of Ju Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And I see in this story two different groups. There's these magi, these, these wise men that have come from the east, and there are these chief priests who've been assigned by Herod to give him a description of where is this person going to be born. What I want to point out to us for just a moment here is to recognize that the same star was in the sky for both groups. The same star was in the sky for the magi that was in the, star, that was in the sky for the chief priests. One saw it and one missed it. One had eyes to see it and one had, did not have eyes to see it you will always end up finding what you're looking for. And that is why I'm encouraging you to grab a hold of this idea that God has great things in store for you. Because if you start looking for them, you will find them. Here's to Herod the king, he calls together these chief priests and these scribes and and they know scriptures about finding Jesus, but they didn't know how to connect with Jesus themselves. They could point to him, they could tell you about him, but they never made the move to connect with him. The, the difference between the Magi and the chief priests and the scribes was this. One, the star led them to go worship the king. The other just led them to a place where they knew about the king. One personally connected with God, but one was content just knowing about God. One was looking for a baby. That's where the baby's going to be born. But one was looking for a king. That's the Magi. And I think, especially this time of year, a lot of people, they, they're okay with Jesus this time of year because he's eight-pound, six-ounce baby Jesus. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He's, a, he's, he, he's little baby Jesus, asleep on the hay. See, we like babies are cute, for the most part. <laughs> babies are handled by us. But babies aren't able to rule the universe. <laughs> that one might be ruling a little bit of universe right there, but... Uh, <clears throat> Their
there's stars in the sky that we could all see if we had the right eyes to be looking for them. Right now, unbeknown to you, there are literally thousands of planes flying overhead. This is a depiction of the the number of planes that are flying over the U.S. On a day like, like this weekend, Christmas weekend, it would be even more crowded than this. On any given moment in the U.S., there are five to 8,000 planes that are flying in the air over the U.S. On a weekend like this, it would be nine to 10,000 planes. If you had only 5,000 planes and you had an average of 200 people in a plane, that would mean there's a million people in the air right now. A million people sitting there eating stale pretzels and <laughs> watching a dumb movie and, and wishing that kid that's sitting behind him on the seat would quit kicking the seat. <laughs> I'll say just because you're not aware that those planes are there doesn't mean they're not there. Just because you don't have the knowledge of them doesn't mean they're not there. Just because you're not looking for them, they're still there. You just have to be coming from the right place. You have to be coming with the eyes to see. And here's what, this is what I want to, to do this evening. <clears throat> I want every one of our eyes to be open to the goodness that God has in store for each one of us. Uh, amen. Would you lift up your eyes and look for <laughs> and be led by the star that would lead you to the goodness of God? Would, would, you, would you lift up your eyes and look for the star that would lead you to not knowing just about Jesus, but actually coming to worship Jesus? I'm going to pray a prayer with you guys in just a moment because I really believe that every person is here. You think you just came to a Christmas Eve service, and you did. But I believe God wants to touch your life today in a real way, in a significant way. And he wants to reveal to you how much he loves you and the goodness that he has in store for you. And I want to pray a prayer for you in just a moment. But our team's going to come. They're going to lead us in another song, and then I'd like to pray with you guys.